and something I think Issa Rae actually said this was a lot of us look for inspiration up versus across people next to you probably have the skill that you need you know your friend your sister your, your friend of your sister probably has a skill set but you're looking up there you're looking at the mm. influencer and they have this Emmy winning producer and da, da 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 but you could have a friend that could he's also trying to come up and he could be a producer so look next to you people in your community could have the resources that you need and the help that you need and the advice that you need you're listening to Stuck in the Middle podcast, a platform for entrepreneurs, innovators, and creatives of African descent. Hear stories, ideas, experiences, and advice on breaking barriers. This episode is brought to you by our online store. Visit sitmpodcast.com and shop Stuck in the Middle merch. We've also partnered with Perfect Office Solutions to bring you affordable, professional, and flexible private office spaces in seven locations in the DMV. Use promo code SITM podcast to get 10% off your monthly lease. If you're looking for office space, hit up Perfect Office Solutions. Tell them Stuck in the Middle sent you and save some money on some perfect office space. Listen, I got a special guest in the building. I'm excited for this. Shout out to Sir Charles, man. He wanted to be here so bad. Uh, <laughs> this is his like high school buddy, high school friend. I don't know, buddy. I don't know what your relationship yeah. is like, but he he talked you up. So we go, we're gonna get into it. But uh, I got the pleasure of sitting next to him beside uh, uh, African Queen. She is a published writer, the founder of Afro Clash, a conference and community series for women by women for a unique clashing of minds and a fun, insightful, and safe space. Welcome. Hi. <laughs> we practiced that. We practiced that. We practiced that. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate, appreciate you, you for guys. coming yeah, through. Of course. Shout out to Charles. Yes, so my high school homie. Yes, so yeah. Thank I you. I want to break the ice like this, right? You said uh, the importance of having a personal. Uh, you said what is the importance of having a personal, you know, personality behind your brand? So it's actually it's crazy because it's actually something. I really wasn't that familiar with, mm -hmm. but at our first event, one of the speakers, Halima, she owns um, the Floral Guru. So she talked about that, and I think she was saying the importance of having is people feel like they can relate to you, but if they don't know who's behind what's going on, it's just somebody saying, you know, we are doing this, but there's no face to it. People don't, they don't buy into it. Mm -hmm. But if they know, okay, I can relate to her. She looks like me, or she has the same struggles as me, or they feel like they're buying from you personally mm -hmm. versus just some machine, they're more likely to buy into your brand. So I think it's important just because you want people to know, I think vulnerability and authenticity is what's selling. That's mm -hmm. why everyone, that's to be successful in entrepreneurship, they need that authenticity from you. So mm -hmm. I think that's the key about having a personality. If people just feel like they're buying from another person, everybody has something, everybody has a brand, everybody has a business. So what makes you stand out is your personality. What makes you stand out is your why. What's an example of like having a personality? Is it like going out and touching the people or like how you brand, how you pose, like, you know? Yeah, I think, um, so like, so for this, for example, I think even as simple as like Instagram, if you post your face sometimes on stories or on your page to say, this is, I'm the one running this brand. Maybe I have a team of two, just so they know who's behind the brand. Like for Afroclash, I don't have, nobody has to know that I'm the one doing it. I can just post that we're having this event, post the speakers, um, but just post putting your face out there that this is why I'm doing it. And people say, okay, I don't know her personally, but she has this idea and she has this dream. I'm just going to go support her. Mm. People are more or less. So I heard a lot of that at the first event, you know, I just heard about you, you know, or you were a nice person. A lot of people didn't even come maybe because they necessarily wanted to, but because 
either somebody knew of me like even, even with this you know mm-hmm. if charles didn't have a good recommendation for me i wouldn't be here you know what i mean right. so your personality sells you before you even walk into any room mm-hmm. what people have to say about you is what pushes your business is what pushes your business ahead or is what sets you apart from everybody else kind of doing the same mm-hmm. thing you know if we're all selling a, t- a white t-shirt what's the difference between your white t-shirt and my white t-shirt it's who it's who's selling it right yeah so it's like even now i think about like uh, ride of rage and summer walker mm-hmm. um and you know the whole like in- introvert thing exactly yeah and i was just having a conversation with another artist yesterday about him being an introvert and how mm-hmm. that you know you know just having a personality you know helped. exactly yeah. you know and, and it's crazy you know people are really going on her now you know it's, mm-hmm. you know why do you why are you going I was just listening to another podcast last week and they were saying, you know, with that personality, why go on tour at all? But, you know, it's it's important for her to put herself out there. That's what makes people buy into her business, you know. So she's losing supporters now because they feel like her personality isn't what they want it to be. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's so important. For, that's that's you know, They were also talking about how back in the day with celebrities, you don't know anything about them. But now I feel like it's a requirement for you to have a personality on Instagram Facts. to be an influencer or whatever mm-hmm. because that's how you sell your product. That's how you sell who you are. So it's it's all part of my speaking of personality and who you are who is uh bosola oh my. see listen <laughs> i have to cut this name short you, i told bosola. you to cut it short bosola uh-huh, bosola yeah, who's yeah, bosola yeah. for those who are unfamiliar for those who don't know you who who is bosola oh my god that's such an interview question you start sweating like i don't know how to answer this um who, i don't you know it's 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 a journey i'm still i feel like i'm still figuring it out i really don't have like a one answer of this is who i am um i like doing so many things i like so many different things so i can't just say i'm this one thing um i'm a friend i'm a sister i'm a daughter um i'm a writer I'm so many different things so I really it's hard for me to just say I'm this one thing because I like so many things I love to be a part of so many things so I don't really know how people answer that question perfectly um, so I would just say I'm, I'm many different <laughs> things and I'm still figuring it out I guess <laughs> you're the founder of Afro Clash yeah spelled with a K first of all why the K um, so funny enough, I was listening to, um, oh my God, what is this part? How, how I built this podcast mm-hmm. yeah, with um, yeah. Guy Raz. Guy Raz, yeah. Um, so he, one of the episodes was with the founder of Spanx. Mm-hmm. And so she was saying, so on her episode that, um, they, she, she, she read some research when she was coming up that any, if you're starting a business, having a sound K mm-hmm. makes it sell more. I don't know where she found that research. So, um, so Afro. Stuck Afri- in the middle. <laughs> It's not stuck. stuck. The K is one K, not three. Stuck. You know, it has a C and a K. It has a K. So, um, so even when I, the name literally came to me and the entire idea came to me just one night in, in bed. So, you know, cla- I just, I feel like the K just made it look a little different than with the C because, mm. you know, this is, that's how it was spelled. So it just, I don't know, the idea just popped into my head to make it with the K. But this, as far as the sound, I knew I wanted a K sound just because mm-hmm. I heard it from um, Sarah Blakely, mm. um, the founder of Spanx. But who, who's your, who influences you? Oh God! Um, these days, a big one is Issa Rae. Um, she's uh, my Capricorn sister. Um, she's just amazing. I feel like she doesn't feel like she's one of those. Like I feel like if you had to ask her who she is, she's do- she's doing so many different things now. Yeah. You know, she's in movies and TV. Yeah. She has a radio station. She just um, she's in real estate. She mm-hmm. has this business in Cali now. Um, so she just she doesn't record label record. You know, she's just doing all of these amazing things. So she's someone that I look up to because she embodies the idea that you don't have to be one thing. You you can be whoever you want as long as you're authentic and you mm. go for it. Mm. Um, so she's somebody that I always, you know. What I is Afro sure. Clash? Um, so Afro Clash is it's a conference series, really. That's how it's starting out, um, mm-hmm. just for women to come together and talk about things mm-hmm. that we don't usually talk about. Um, so even even for me personally, how it kind of started off was, you know, every time I go over to my girlfriend's house, a group of us would just be sitting and chatting and talking about whatever we want to talk about. So 
they're, they're a lot even like because even in this 2019 everybody wants to start a business everybody kind of wants to do something but a lot of us still have questions on the how how do i monetize it who mm-hmm. would i reach you know they have so many different questions so why don't we just all get into a room and ask those questions about how to be better especially as women you know we have it a little harder in society already so the, the greatest way for us to be to improve is by working together so um, so even for this one, a lot of the people that I looked up to, they weren't accessible to me. I wasn't even, or they, mm. there's a lot of conference series. There's a lot mm. of conference series, but they're not necessarily people that I feel like I relate to. Um, you know, there's, of course, there, there, that doesn't take away from the things that they do. But, you know, if your dad gave you $20,000 to start your business, you know, that doesn't relate to my personal story. It doesn't tell me how to start from the beginning. Do you know what I mean? So, um, so it was a combination of that. One mm. is to give people that don't have because I feel like there's so many especially African women doing amazing things they're not always called to these kind of conference series to speak about how and their whys and things like that Um, and and so a lot of people wanted to hear from them but they don't necessarily have access to those people Mm -hmm. so that was kind of the idea because it's something that I wanted personally so I feel like that's always the best way to start something that Mm -hmm. you want to do you have to personally want that thing you have Mm -hmm. to personally believe in your idea and so that was kind of how it started and so so yeah, it's just a safe space for people to come together. So um, the idea right now is to do it based on like different themes. So we had the first event this October, um, which was pretty successful. Um, it was it was all about you know starting a business and personal branding because that's such a big thing. You know, it's mm-hmm. I feel like nobody can really say that they can live off of just their nine to five anymore. You know, oh, it's yeah. becoming crazy out here. Facts. Everybody needs a side hustle. So you know, we had amazing speakers. We had Nifa Simi Akimbe, who's like a blogger, and we had you know Lola Kikwawa. We had the Floral Guru Master Plan event and they're all local women and a lot of them they had never met each other before and it's like we're all here doing amazing things so it was even amazing to see because they all became friends a lot of them Mm -hmm. didn't know each other and now they're all good friends because they had that space and they shared that space together Mm-hmm. So it was a pretty good event, and then so next year I'm already started to plan the next event, and that's going to be focused on money and kind of you know how to negotiate salaries, how to make more money, um, how to be smarter about saving and investing and budgeting, and things like that. You know, it's something that I think is really important, especially as women. And we're not a lot of us are not raised to talk about money, even till this day. A lot of my friends, I don't know what they do, I don't know how much they make because we just don't talk about it. It's such an uncomfortable conversation. So it's something that I wanted to talk more about because it's somebody that does the same thing as making 20,000 more than you, you would know that if you had asked, but you mm-hmm. don't ask, so you don't know. So we need to become more comfortable, you know, asking those kind of questions. I think your pla- is the embodiment of why this platform Stuck in Middle was created. 80, yeah. 80 or 75% of our guests are women. Yeah. Women are killing it in their various, like, sure. you know what I'm saying, like sure. creative fields, sure. entrepreneurship and things like that. Yeah. But like people knowing of you or ex- like your story, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, like there's so many people want to do what you're doing. You yeah. Know? And we've created this platform and said, hey, if she can do it i can do it or if that's what she's doing you know that's the path and things right. like that so it's just i i, I like it yeah uh, no i, li- what's I like the, what's the format you know what i'm saying like when you when you get together when you got together in um this past october mm-hmm. what's the format like is it just you know, we discussing or you know the speaker speak you know questions and answer what's the format of, of so for, for this event it was a, a panel session so there were two different panels mm-hmm. one was focusing on you know how to, how to become a blogger influencer starting your business the other one was how to leverage social media to build your business so the two there was the two um three speakers and one moderator per panel and then after each panel there was a q a session mm-hmm. and there were 
excuse me, little activities for the panelists to speak to each other. And I mean, sorry, for the audience to speak to each other and mingle. But for the most part, it was a panel session. Um, and then the, the, the panelists kind of shared their thoughts yeah. about how they started their businesses and people got to ask some questions. And even after, we had some time after the event. So mm-hmm. people that came walked up to whoever they looked up to and got to ask some questions. Why is it that when, you know what I'm saying, like sisters do, you know what I'm saying, things like Afro Clash? Yeah. First of all, is this safe? And fair to say, this is a women empowerment um, platform. Yes, it is a women empowerment, but I think what it makes what makes it different is not just for entrepreneurs. It's not just about starting a business. So that's kind of what makes it. But yeah, I would say it is about empowering women in different areas and different topics. So why, you know, what I'm saying, are we not including the brothers? Starting this thing? <laughs> it's always like, oh, I'm a, I'm a sister. I know. So I'm a start something for the sisters. I know. It's it's. I think I think just because we need a, you know, we need. To be in this conversation, but you know it's true. It's true. Um, men do need because I was. Um, I think Yvonne Orji. Somebody posted an article recently about how many safe spaces women have now, and I think it's just because for so long women didn't have that, so it's becoming such a trend for women to create those spaces. But um, I think for men, it's because I even I ask people, or guys that I know, and I ask them, when you're around your friends, do you guys talk about? like serious uh, deep stuff you Buku. know yeah a lot <laughs> a lot you know so um well i feel like for for us i think um if you're in a room i think it's natural with men and women if you're talking about serious stuff it's just natural for girls to not really say what they mean or mm. even for guys because you're kind of performing maybe it's someone in the room you like or you have a crush <laughs> on you're gonna perform you're not really gonna say what you, you're not gonna be vulnerable you're mm. not gonna feel like you can get relaxed and be comfortable so i think that's why there's a little separation of the genders mm-hmm. just because you want it to not that it's not a safe space with men in there but it's just it's easier more comfortable to have honest conversations mm-hmm. um if you feel like you're talking to your sister or mm-hmm. your best friend versus like having guys in the room that you feel like you have to impress you may you mentioned you know there being a surge and you know like safe space for women yeah, yeah recently what mm-hmm. makes afro clash different from you know other you know, safe spaces for women that yeah. Has so, so I, th- I said it earlier. So this is not just for entrepreneurs. So that's a huge thing. You know, there's entre- women entrepreneurship businesses. So, you know, we're not just going to talk about how to start businesses, but you know, mental health and money, relationships, pressures, different kind of things. So it's not just about that. So that's one of the main things. And then one of the biggest things is the speakers that are coming. They have not necessarily had this platform before. So that's kind of what makes it different. Because a lot of these events that I I go to personally and I see, it's a lot of the same speakers. You know, kind of telling same stories over and over and over and over again so it brings a new dynamic it brings different conversations that kind of had have not been had before um specifically for african women mm. yeah. yeah you nigerian yeah i'm nigerian. born here or? born here i lived in nigeria for nine years <laughs> and came back here in 07 how many siblings do you have i have two <laughs> sisters one older one younger where your parents at? They here or back home? No, they're back home. Where'd you okay. go to college? I went to Howard University for undergrad, English major, and then I went to the University of Maryland College Park. I started English too. <laughs> Did you? That's because I hated math. I hate it. I still hate <laughs> math to this day. I hate math. You cannot ask me to multiply, divide anything. <laughs> I, I just cannot. But you got to count the money. Nigerian people. You know? Nigerian people. That will be You married? <laughs> no, I'm not married. No, uh, okay. No. You're going to Nigeria this, this December. Like, it's yeah. like, you know, everybody's Dutty going home. Dutty December. Dutty December. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We find out. I don't know who Which started I- that. I don't know who started that trend, but that's what people call it when everybody comes home in December. <laughs> Is it Jet December? Dutty December? I don't Nigeria know. Nigeria people! <laughs> 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 
Ghana is worse like nah. Cardi B, Cardi B she has, cash Cardi B has shown up for us. We, we won 2019 already. We won 2019 off of that. I bet so. we're going to Rwanda. <laughs> if you were not doing Afro Clash, what would you be doing with your life? Um, I would be writing. If I could, um, I would be writing full time. Mm. Yeah. What yeah. you a published writer? Mm-hmm. Is that blogging or? Um, so I have a couple articles published. Mm-hmm. Um, so I published. So this is so I used to write like back in like secondary school, high school. I would just write for fun. Um, then when I went to college, trying to figure out what I wanted to do, I just kind of stopped writing, and then I just got so insecure. Like because you know I, I've always known that writing was something that I love to do, but you know being raised African, mm-hmm. nobody kind of tells you. You don't have anyone to say, oh you could do this. Mm-hmm. You know everyone you know be a doctor, be a lawyer, be an engineer. engineer. So oh, I went, to, you know. <laughs> so I went into college um, my plan was to be a lawyer mm. um you know that was my dad well, let me say my dad's plan was for me to be a lawyer so you know i went in there you know i got my, literally my senior year i just i had no plans everybody else had like 20 internships under their belt everybody was doing things i kind of was just winging it going to class registering going to class not really knowing where i was going so my senior year literally i was like okay i don't know should i apply for journalism jobs you know but they weren't paying, you know, especially when you're starting out as a writer, you don't have that much experience. You don't make that much money. Was I going to move to New York? You know, so I really didn't know uh, what I was going to do. But um, so I, I kind of gave it up for like a while. I just didn't write. I got a full time job right after undergrad working in education. And so I just stopped writing. So this this year actually was the first time. Um, I actually read um, Michelle Obama's book, Becoming. I don't mm-hmm. know if you got a chance to read it, but it was, it was so amazing. So that was actually the first piece I wrote in about six years, and it got published. Mm-hmm. And I wrote two more pieces after that, and they both got published as well. And then once Africa started, I haven't had the time, but it's something that really makes me happy, just putting words on paper, seeing my words resonate with other people that I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I could do that, you know, and not have to think about any consequences or anything like that, I would definitely be a writer. Is Afro class your full time or you know, what do you do? No, I work at a university in DC. I work in education and enrollment services. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worked in education my entire professional career. So my master's degree was actually in international education policy. So that's another of my passions is just trying to figure out like why, you know, countries like Nigeria, we can't afford to send our kids to school the way people can get financial aid and things like that here. You know, what are the rules and regulations behind the education systems? Are there rules and regulations? You know, mm-hmm. a lot of these schools have been in existence for years. You know, nobody knows how it runs. Nobody knows where the money goes. Um, so just trying to understand the policies behind different education systems is also a big passion of mine and empowering kids um, to go to school in, you know, developing countries. So something I did last year was raise some money in partnership with a friend of mine, Jennifer. She has this amazing organization, Give Back Nigeria. Mm-hmm for kids and so I raised um, I did a, a campaign for my birthday last year and I raised about $1,500 um, and so they were able to like donate some education supplies to kids and we threw them a Christmas party last year so something I'm passionate about as well just as far as educating people because I think the more educated um, people are in a country the better the country is yeah I, so, I, I think that's dope and so true yeah. um, you, you know you speak a lot about let me ask you this what has been your toughest moment you know in building your brand uh, whether it's afro clash or you, yourself and how did you overcome this that time yeah you know um, I mean? 
I'm the hardest on myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm my biggest crit- my biggest critic. So that has been the hardest part. Getting out of my own head to mm-hmm. actually do the things that I know that I can do has been the hardest part. And this has been a huge year because I've done mm-hmm. so much with writing and Afro Clash, really putting myself out there. So overcoming my inner voice that says, you know, you probably couldn't do it or you're probably not that good enough, that kind of imposter syndrome type of stuff. So that has been the hardest part is getting out of my own head because people don't talk about how hard that is. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, it's hard to put something out, but convincing yourself to do something, if you're not um, as confident about it or if you're unsure, you know, it's the hardest part. So that has been the hardest part. And I feel like I've learned so much this year um, as far as vulnerability and just putting yourself out there. So yeah. yeah. At the end of every conference um, or at the end of this October conference, what's the one thing that you want the attendees and the speakers or even yourself to leave, you know, remembering or thinking about? You're not alone. If you have an idea, if you're insecure about doing something, you're not alone. I don't want people to come and think that everybody on stage is perfect. So even that day, there was so much, there was no blinders. Everybody was so honest about how hard hard their journey has been. You know, just because you want to be a blogger, you may not get, you know, you may not be able to make it a full-time position in a year. You have to actually put the work in. Mm-hmm. So I want people to leave knowing the truth and don't just look at people on Instagram and think, oh, I could do that. It's so amazing. I'm going to live this glamorous life. But there's actually a journey to it. You know, Nifa Simi said something amazing that day. It takes patience to be successful. You know, just because you see people on Instagram now with 100,000 followers, it could have taken some of them 10 years, five years to get there, but you're seeing the finished product. So even with Afro Clash, you know, people can't come in, you see the finished product, you see the pretty room and the speakers. So even just sharing that, you know, it's it hasn't been an easy journey getting here. The speakers shared all of that and all their struggles. So I want people to leave knowing that it's a journey and also that maybe the person next to you is trying to start the same thing you know mm-hmm. you could get a business partner so leaving knowing that there's sisters and there's friends that they can talk to about stuff mm-hmm. um, it's kind of the main thing for me what is the young women's leadership council you're, you're a member of oh god you did your research <laughs> you don't play around here what do you mean <laughs> oh, the, oh god um so i joined that um Last year, God, it's been... Um, so I haven't even had time to be a part of it. But the Young Women's Leadership Council, so it's part of the YWCA mm-hmm. um, in D.C. So they kind of just... So I was part of the advocacy <clears throat> committee. So it's just about empowering young women, like high school, middle school kids in the area. Um, so something that we were trying to do last year was we... Um, so we, like, mentor little girls, and we talk to them about any struggles that they're going through. Um, a, big th- a big thing that they do every year is they have a financial summit for women so they talk about budgeting and they talk about you know if you want to buy a house building side hustles so it's just about it's the, the core of it is um, mentoring little girls that in the dc maryland area um but they do do a lot of stuff for the members and other women in society mm-hmm. if you were to advise you know like a, a young lady you know trying to you know navigate this life in stem whatever field what advice would you give them and what resource do you think you know women are lacking to be you know as successful as they can and should be um i think the first thing is believe in yourself if you have an idea or just because you see somebody else doing it just doesn't mean that you can do it because that's something i hear a lot you know even like somebody wants to start a podcast oh 20 people already have a podcast i can do it um so first believe in yourself if you have an idea believe in it and then the second thing was don't be afraid to ask questions don't be afraid of your own your lack of knowledge or your lack of skill, Mm -hmm. um, talking to other people will get you the answer that you need. So don't just sit in your head, oh, I can't do it. I'm just, I don't know how to, 
um, edit. I don't know how to buy, where to buy equipment. I don't know the type of equipment I need. But if you ask, you get to the end product quicker. So that would be one of my biggest advice. You have resources all around you. And something I think Issa Rae actually said this was a lot of us look for inspiration up versus across. People next to you probably have the skill that you need. You know, your friend, your sister, your, your friend of your sister probably has a skill set. But you're looking up there. You're looking at the mm. influencer and they have this Emmy winning producer and da, da 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 but you could have a friend that could he's also trying to come up and he could be a producer so look next to you people in your community could have the resources that you need and the help that you need and the advice that you need so don't be afraid to put your voice out there don't be afraid to tell people your ideas i know it's scary because oh, what if they take my idea but um but that's something that I, i've learned and that i would tell other people when trying to start something yo you that that threw me off <laughs> 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 I'm all like, <laughs> I gotta catch myself now. I was so in, I was so li- so much invested in that quote. I'm trying to type it right now to AK. Like, bro, <laughs> 23 minutes and 32 seconds. That's deep. Yeah, yeah. It's something that I um that I I remind myself of every day. Hmm. Mm-hmm. What's the one comment? I know you mentioned earlier. You know, uh, the next event. Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably don't have a date yet, but yeah. you know, look out for that. Yeah. You mentioned the, the 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 theme of the next event, but what's the one conversation right now that women, I don't know, are having but need to have more or aren't having? Um, money is it really is one of the biggest mm. ones because we're um I think with the age that I am, you know, in the age group that we are, a lot of us are we're getting to that point where your nine to five is not enough. So how can I make more money? Everybody's trying to buy a house now. Every people are planning for weddings, but then you get to that point, you realize I only have what, two thousand, three thousand dollars, and somebody's telling you you need twenty thousand. How do you you know you then you have that one friend who's doing amazing and has fifty thousand dollars in savings, but. That person probably could have advised you if you had just asked, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think money is a really, really big one to get us um, to the next level. Even for me, you know, I'm I'm not really the, I was an English major. I don't really care. About, I don't care about numbers and money, <laughs> but it's something that I've had to be more smart about because, you know, things happen. People lose their jobs every day. Do you have something to fall back on? You know, investing is still a myth to me. I don't know how people get into investing. I'm really not that good at it. But it's something that I I'm learning. I go to so mm-hmm. many conferences just to learn how to invest my money, and you know, people say you just make your money work for you you know your money just sitting in your bank account you're working every day then at the end of the year you don't have anything in savings but you've been working for 12 months in the mm-hmm. year you know that doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. so i think money is the biggest one i think another one that people talk about a lot now is mental health you know making sure that because especially in the african culture you know you can never say mommy i'm depressed depressed uh, are you mad are you mad <laughs> what do you mean my friend lost it now you know so i think that's a that's a huge one a lot of people um so they're not necessarily depressed but you know a lot of us have anxiety, you know, especially mm-hmm. especially now when so many people feel like they can do other things, but your parents and your society is telling you you have to do something specific. So much anxiety is wrapped up in that because there's like you're like, but I, I feel like I could I could be a singer, but everyone's like you you can't make any money being a singer. You could probably how about you just go be a doctor, mm-hmm. you know? So there's so much wrapped up in that and trying to break all of those ex- expectations and go through that. So mental health is a big one these days. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, with pressure and just trying to get out of your head and, you know, going to therapy. A lot of people talk about that now. And so, yeah. How can, you know, us as men, you know, help? I don't know if that's the right word. Yeah. With just, you know, women empowerment, safe spaces and safe <clears throat> havens and things like that. If we can't be in the rooms, which that's fine. <laughs> how can we help? You know what I'm saying? And, you know, you know our sisters our women you know and 
I think everything. I think first is self awareness. So even without having to go to a woman and be like, how can I help? Check yourself first. Like I feel like a lot of people, you know, especially African men, you know, we're raised. It's a part a patriarchal society. So you may not even realize the biases that you have. You just don't even know until one day somebody checks and you're like, oh wow, I didn't even know I thought that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that I thought that women can't do that thing that I want to do until you're put in that position. So I think the first part is checking your own biases and seeing, you know, what it is that you might have against women that you're not necessarily, you don't even know that you believe that, but because mm-hmm. maybe your dad or your mom or your uncle taught you that you actually do believe those things. So that, I think that's the first part of it. And the mm-hmm. second part of it is don't be afraid to have this conversation. Don't be afraid to be checked by your friend. Don't feel like, oh, she's a girl. She can't talk to me like that. Mm-hmm. You know, or especially if, like for guys, if you have little sisters, don't be afraid to talk to them about, you know, what are you going through and, you know, give them mentors if you have female friends. So don't run away from those conversations, you know, because you see that a lot, you know, with guys like, you know, that has nothing to do with me. I'm just going to go over here let them have their little female conversations. Mm. Um, so don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to be uncomfortable around those conversations because the more you have those conversations, it makes you more comfortable. It opens your mind to see what other women experience and what women go through. Um, so it's not kind of, so even though it seems like, you know, women have these safe spaces that men are not invited to, but it's that safe space for a reason. So don't be intimidated by not being invited to the space, but kind of like you said, like how could you help? And that's just by talking to them about, you know, what is it that you're going through that mm-hmm. maybe you feel like I can't relate to? And that kind of opens the conversation. Shouldn't do this, but how old are you? 26. Your DMs open? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Brothers. <laughs> I got there when I saw this is a sister right here <laughs> that she wants to be in contact with. Oh, you understand? Stop. <laughs> She's going to Nigeria. Next week, I don't want to put your business no, but that soon. Soon. Sometimes. Don't let her come back with us, man. Okay, I said my own. What's, <laughs> what's the one accomplishment that you're most proud of? Oh, man. So it's, it's hard for me because I'm so hard on myself. So sometimes when I accomplish something, I don't even see how big it is. So mm-hmm. Even with Afro Clash, and people come up to me like, oh, my God, that was so amazing. This is what I took away from it. And I was like, really? You think so? I don't know. I didn't see. You know, I'm so critical. So it's hard for me. But um, this year, actually, one of the articles I published was um, Nipsey Hussle mm. about his passing. And so I literally, because I was that really affected me. I didn't know anything about him before then. So it really affected me more than I did. And I wrote, I wrote this piece in probably less than an hour, put it out there. It got published and probably eight, 9,000 people read the article. And so many people were sharing it on social media. People what was that I didn't know. Um, um, Oh my God. See now that's, Where is that's it published at? it's on Blavity. It's, uh, I was thinking about this yesterday. Um, Nipsey. Ha, ha. On Blavity, Bosola at DBC. Yeah. Search it out. <laughs> I think it's a why um, why Nipsey Hussle affected a non fan like me, something like that. Yeah, why Nipsey Hussle's death affected a non fan like me. <laughs> we are gonna work on this offline, and we will get better at them. But yeah, so that was a that was a huge one for me, just because I really didn't even think it was that big of a deal, just because I was so surprised by how mm. moved I was by his death so I just put out the article and so many like there were so many comments and people kept saying oh my god I feel like I wrote this article I really related to this so that was one of the biggest things for me I was so happy to see um, how many people related to my words because you, sometimes you think you're just the one, only person thinking something but so many people came back and were like oh my god I felt the same thing you know I, I had really never listened to a Nipsey Hussle song I knew nothing about him before that but I was so sad 
by his death and so I, as the days went on after everything that happened I just you just saw the way people talked about him and so even from that it taught me so much about the importance of legacy mm-hmm. you know and stop focusing on of course you know money is important and you know being successful is important but when you die, people are not going to remember that you have 50,000, 100 million in your bank account. Or you or have followers. Or followers. You had 100 million followers. Nobody's going to care. It's about how you made them feel, you know, what you said to them when you were alive, how you made them feel better about themselves. And that was something that I think even just seeing how people talked about him was all that he was about. So I just put that down into words. And so many people got back to me and said that, thank you. Just thank you for writing this down because I didn't know how to say what I felt, but you said it for me. Mm-hmm. And that was such a, that was such a big deal for me. What are you reading right now? Right now, I'm actually reading um, this book, The Untethered Soul by Mark Singer, mm-hmm. I believe. I, mean, I know his last name is Singer. I don't know if it's Mark, but yeah, The Untethered Soul. What's your podcast, uh, podcast playlist? Podcast playlist, The Receipts Podcast. It's um, this London, three um, London girls. It's a really, really good, uh, kind of raunchy, but good podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, which other one? Stuck um, in Jay the Shetty. Stuck in the middle. <laughs> Stuck in the middle, you know, but yeah. It's, <laughs> Is that for real? Or? No, for, we just, I just told uh, you that I okay, listened to some okay, episodes. Okay. Don't do it's that okay. to me. Don't put me on blast. <laughs> Stuck in the middle. Um, Jay Shetty. Mm-hmm. Who you actually remind me of, kind of, actually. Do you know Jay Shetty? Like interview, interview style-wise or like Interview style, but okay. no. Uh, both, actually. Mm. Both, well, I shouldn't say that, but kind of. Mm. Um, I think it's just your aura. It kind of reminds me of him. So mm-hmm. do you know Jay Shetty? No, nah, I'm looking him up. Yeah, he's, um, he's, he's huge, huge on um, social media. So he, I just got into his podcast it's called On Purpose mm-hmm. um, so he just talks about purpose he interviews people as well on his podcast and he talks about he talks about love a lot he talks about you know finding your purpose um, so it's one of my favorite podcasts every episode I listen to it about three times mm. it's really really good what are you most curious about right now oh gosh um uh, anything just uh, honestly, where I'm gonna be in five to ten years, hey. you know, I it's I'm kind of scared for it, but I'm curious to see because I'm thinking, you know, it's it's a new decade starting mm-hmm. in a few mm-hmm. weeks, you know, and ten years ago I was just starting college and I was I'm such a different person now than I was back then, so who knows what ten more years is gonna be? I feel like you know every year I get to know myself better and I'm loving more and more who I am. So in the place that I am now, is I'm I'm curious to see where I'll be mm-hmm. in ten years. Yo, listen, yeah. I'm curious and excited for you as well. <laughs> Thank you so um, much. I think it's been a dope conversation. I agree. You know what I mean? Like, I, I really, I really think you know your, your platform and our platform has a lot of similarities. Yeah, for sure. That's why I'm, I'm proud of it, and uh, it's been a pleasure having you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. you so much I for having me. Success. I've had you. a pleasure speaking with Omo Bosola. Obosola. <laughs> Ola BC. Should I say it? Should I say it? Yes, please. Bosola Ola BC. Ah, thank you. <laughs> She's a writer, published writer, and the founder of Afro Clash. Yeah. How can people connect with you? Um, so you can follow the Afroclash page. You can follow my personal Instagram, um, Bossy Pants on Instagram. Um, yeah, mostly. It's it. Yes, man. Mm-hmm. Listen, if you enjoyed what you heard, enjoy what you watched, hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Um, hit the ringer as well so you can get updates every time we drop new content. SITM Podcast on all social media platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, join the conversation. Leave a comment. Use the hashtag SITM Podcast. Um, shout out to Maya in the building. She's the best. <laughs> um, what's going on this weekend? I don't know. But listen. This is Stuck Middle Podcast. I'm Flex. Appreciate y'all for watching and listening. And we are out. Peace. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Let us know what you think and tell other people about us on social media using the hashtag SITM Podcast. If you want to find out more about Stuck in the Middle, visit our website, sitmpodcast.com to browse our blog section. 
to tell us your story, send us an email at sitmpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, be safe.